0: Welcome or welcome back to another edition of Soaplore, the Falcon Crest Chronicles. We are reviewing and reliving, for those of you who've watched this before, Falcon Crest Season 2. In my personal opinion, Falcon Crest Season 2 is much, much better TV than I ever expected it to be. So, welcome, all my novices. If this is your first time visiting us, thank you so much. I am Jet. I'm a millennial TV kid, 80s babies, 90s kid. There is a distinction. And I've loved TV for as long as I can remember. I am going through some of the primetime storylines of the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. All the things I missed out on. Got kind of tired of the the real-life consequences of reality TV. And I just want to go back to a time. I want to enjoy some good writing and outrageous storylines. Falcon Crest is a fictional winery in not Napa Valley, as we would call it, but they call it Tuscany Valley. And maybe that's true. Just thought about this. I didn't look it up. The last time we spoke of this show, we talked about episodes one and two. I introduced some new characters, new conflicts. But the more I watch, I'm actually on episode eight. This season is a much, it's it's still a slow burn, but there's just so much more heat, if you will. There's There's so much more of a storyline and more of a plot. But at the end of the day, I have decided after eight episodes, there's really only... Two characters in this show, it is Angela. I would say chance, but not even chance. This season is really about Angela and the pe- and all of her nemesis, and then it's about Cole and all of his nemesis Did't see that coming. I don't know why maybe he's a young you know he's a young hot blonde guy. he's vulnerable, he is a boy scout, meaning he's a very good guy, but he's got a little bit of um he didn't have a temper. He actually doesn't have a temper. He He's not a bad boy like Lance. And I'd even argue that Lance isn't necessarily a bad boy. He's just a rich kid who doesn't really have consequences. He's content to mind his own business. But Cole is kind of, a, he's such a boy scout that it gets him in trouble. He's a He's a living manifestation of no good deed goes unpunished. Falcon Crest has not changed the formula very much. There's always a story that is tied up with a nice neat bow by the end of the episode. And then there's the subtext. There's the, excuse me, there's the meat and bread of the episodes. What we're seeing is Angela slowly losing bits and pieces of her power and her trying to replace those as quickly as possible. She loses some of her water rights to chase and the rest of the County but she focuses on Melissa, Melissa and the air. It, it's not that she doesn't count this as a loss. She just figures, okay, I'll, I'll figure this out later on down the road. Her main problem within the first, you know, th- the, uh, episode three is called Troubled Waters. Episode four is called Murder One. So she goes from losing her water rights in one episode to finding out that Melissa's father, Carlo, has been murdered. Which brings us to Cole. Now, both Cole and Lance had a little bit of a tuft with Carlo. Like Carlo has been a bigger character on the first three episodes than he ever was in the the last few. And we've got ourselves a good old fashioned whodunit. Good old fashioned whodunit. They set the stage to allow Carlo to be murdered. And we're going to have to figure out who did it. Surprise, surprise. It's pinned on Cole. Now, see, what had happened was Cole is at home minding his business when he receives a call from none other than Carlo. Now, nobody is more surprised than Cole because he knows that they don't get along. He knows that they don't get along. But Carlo, what we as the audience get to see is we see Carlo sitting in a chair he's sweating profusely he's obviously under duress but he is keeping his voice as calm as possible he tells cole that he wants to make amends he wants to make things right and that it's important that he do so for melissa cole being the sap that he is decides okay that's good enough for me i'll come over and have breakfast with you give me about an hour when a camera pans out after everyone has hung up the phone, what we see is that there's actually a gun pressed to Carlo's head held by a gloved hand. We don't know who it is. It looks kind of small. I'm putting my money on Richard's secretary, a.k.a. Shannon Tweet. So by the time Cole gets over to the house, of course, Carlo is dead and he's been bashing the head with something or another. Cole touches a murder weapon, but calls the police. We move on to episode four, murder one. Surprise, surprise, Cole is snatched up, arrested, detained, booked, all of the above. They're asking him all the questions. Did you kill him? Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't look good for the kid, but of course, his smoking hot father comes to the rescue. To make matters worse, we'll flip back to Angela for a second. While Cole is in jail, of course, the Globe which is the media, which is the paper she wants to seize control of, now controlled by her, he's not even her stepson, by her ex husband's son, does this really tacky expose on not only Cole, but just random members of the family. It doesn't look good for anybody. She's got 99 problems, but a perm ain't one. One of her biggest problems this episode, though, is that Chase decides he's going to make labor reforms. He, part of the expose said that Falcon Crest basically pays unlivable wages to their migrant workers and that they're basically slave drivers. Chase follows up on this. He actually goes and he speaks to some of the people and he realizes that the part-time workers are working just as hard as the full-time workers and they deserve full pay. Make that make sense. I could be missing a few things, but this is horror to Angela's ear. Chase tries to convince her that, hey, we need to pay these people a little bit more. And she's like, I wish I would. Why do you think I'm well, I'm a wealthy woman. I'm not a nice woman. Well, Chase decides he's going to put her on blast and he invites a news crew over and he makes the announcement and he makes it publicly. He's basically trying to clear his name, do the right thing because he's an even bigger Boy Scout than his son. And I think it's also to kind of help Cole get out of the pickle that he's in. Angela, unfortunately, is forced. Her hand is forced. She shows up to the the press conference late. She makes an entrance and she's like, of course, I agreed to this. This was my idea. This is media training one-on-one. Angela never lets any story control her. She always, always, always controls the narrative. So after she masterfully takes over the press conference, she still has to worry about her daughter, Emma, of course, we f- couldn't forget good old Emma. Emma's on the run. Emma is, I think last time I heard she was in Louisiana somewhere, just kind of wreaking silent havoc <laughs> on her mother's psyche. She's running around the country. She has, of course, given her shares over to Chase. She trusts him. So she calls periodically to make sure everything is everything. But she notices that she's being followed. Now we're assuming as the audience that it's Angela's guy who's following her, but it looks like it also might be Richard's guy trying to locate her. For what? I don't really know. Speaking of Richard, I guess we got to talk about the bit players. Richard isn't a bit player per se, but he is the male version of Angela this season. He is stirring the pot and he is meticulous and he is strategic and all that he does, he actually reaches out to Julia to see if they could have, you know, a one-on-one conversation We're, you know, we're siblings after all, we should get to know each other. Now this beautiful, intelligent woman, it just, he points out the thing I was thinking and he says to her, he's like, look it, why are you at Falcon Crest? I can see if you want to be there, but it seems to me like you're stuck there. Wouldn't you rather be with your husband and she gets all huffy? I don't need to be rich. I'm already wealthy. I don't need this, that, and the third. And he's like, I can make it worth your while. It just seemed like a very weak plot line to me. She could leave. You know what I mean? This isn't this isn't even a 20. This isn't a 20, 30. She's probably late 40 year old woman. She could do things she wants to do but she chooses not to because of Angela. So I guess he was just sort of filling her out. He's he's basically going around collecting everyone's weakness. He's going to make sure that he can use it against them properly when the time comes. There's not much going on there. Angela is, excuse me, not Angela. Julia is briefly reunited with her husband. But of course, he leaves every time he remembers. Oh, yeah, I hate Falcon Crest. I hate your mother. You're never going to leave. So let's get back to Cole. Cole is, of course, being accused of murder. He knows that he's innocent. But one day on his way home, He bumps into this really beautiful, have you ever seen the movie? Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Well, it's Rose. It is. I'm right on top of that. Rose It's Rose from that movie. And she is a widowed woman with, I think she has like a 12 year old son. She owns a vineyard. All of the the belongings on the back of her truck spill over and Cole is driving close enough to behind her that he runs over. One of the pieces has a flat tire and he gets out of the car. He's yelling at her. She's yelling at him. He starts to feel bad. She feels bad. Then she realizes, hmm, look at this, look at that little young tenderoni. Hmm. So she offers him a job, and he's he's up front with her. He's like, "Do you know who I am?" She's like, "I know who you are." Cole then enters a relate into a relationship with this woman. She doesn't have a lot of money because, like I said, she's a widow, and her vineyard is struggling. But she can pay him a low wage, but she can provide. wink wink she can provide him food a roof over his head and uh you know company of course he takes her up on this offer well while he and her are slowly falling in love because he's forgot about melissa he's over that now what happens is the globe has basically paparazzi staked out all over the place and they're taking photographs and they're writing salacious stories At all costs. Now, what they do, they don't actually lie. They only imply that there's foul play at this instance and that instance. Blah, blah, blah. Chase eventually breaks up with her. Let's get to Melissa. So, Melissa is a grieving daughter. You know, her dad just died. Sneaky Richard. Richard comes slinking up to her on more than one occasion. He's like, hey, baby girl, listen, I know. Listen, I know you got a lot on your plate. I can make it more than worth your while. I can pay you Two, three, four times as much as your dad's place was worth. I can hook you up. She's like, all right, let me think about it. Well, she decides to do it, and this is right before the funeral. And Angela is trying to figure out what a, what Melissa's going to do. Figures out that Richard has gotten to her first, but before they can actually blow up and have a full on civil war over everything, Melissa goes into premature labor one day when she decides she can't take the grief anymore. She needs to tell Cole he is the father, which she does, and um. She goes to his new woman's house, which is weird. She goes over there. She tells him that she goes into labor. It starts to rain for no reason. But this is a soap opera. And you know, I love a good, I love it. On episodes eight. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Gotta be honest. I think I fell asleep at one point and I'm looking at the TV now. If you're watching or if you want to watch along, you don't have to pay a dime other than your, the dime you're already paying for cable or internet services, Watch it on free V that's F R E E V E. I should reach out to them for sponsorships, but whatever, watch it on there for free. They have a few commercials. Like I said, you'll, you'll barely notice it to wrap this up for Falcon crest Fridays. I would say the season is really good. The storyline is thickening up very, very well. Of course, I've left out a couple major plots so that you can enjoy it in its fullest, huge improvement from last season, And I would agree this isn't very, I mean, it has a soapy element, but it's not fully outlandish. So I would just call this a drama. Definitely bingeable, definitely worth its while. So I hope you'll join me. Enjoy the rest of your week and remember to keep all of your drama on TV.